Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Hello and welcome to the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And today we are joined again by special guest Travis Hines. Uh, Thanks for joining us, Travis. Thanks for having me, guys. And we are going to be talking something a little fun today. We're going to... Justice League is what? Just over three months away now. Wow, we're getting close. Oh, yeah. Uh, So we're going to talk about one of the first live-action versions, sort of a prototype of the Justice League, and that is from Smallville, uh, Season 6, Episode 11, titled Justice. This aired way back on January 8th of 2007, so it had it featured the team coming together, uh, Clark Kent, Oliver Queen, Green Arrow, Aquaman, Cyborg, Impulse, all characters that have been introduced before as sort of working together for the first time. Uh, so what do you guys first remember? What are your first memories? Travis, I'll start with you. What's your first memory of seeing this episode and seeing the team together? I can remember being on the Kryptonite site, I think it was called, or Kryptonite spoilers back way back when this first aired and seeing that picture of them walking out of that fire. <laughs> and that blew my mind. I was like, oh, my God, like, when's this airing? Gotta watch it, gotta watch it. And like this episode was fun, like really fun is the best word I can describe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly the same. It's This is one that you can go back at any time and you don't really need to. This would be like a good episode to show somebody who hasn't watched any other Smallville and just be like, this is kind of what Smallville is about. Like, it's just awesome. So much fun. A really a pretty simple storyline, but still so entertaining and just a great look at all these different characters. Yeah, I agree. And I thought it was cool just to see all these characters that we had seen before and get to see them interacting and working sort of working together as a team obviously there's some conflict first but they they quickly worked it out and i I liked that smallville tried to go rather than doing a big spectacle which they couldn't really do you know on the tv budget every time they tried it didn't really work they told sort of a small it's a small mission that you would think any of these could handle any of these characters could handle by themselves but they uh they gave them all a reason for being there and, and working together in something small. So if you remember, it was the Lex had the 33.1 facilities. He's building an armies of super meteor freaks and Oliver had been recu- recruiting other heroes to help. And so they basically worked together to shut down this facility. Doesn't that whole storyline like come to a hit at the end of the season with like somebody that actually has all the powers? Yes, like, like, I like, think so. Yeah, like Lois Newham or something from Army Camp. That, yeah, the um, that was his name West. The guy he got all the sort of meteor freak powers, and then that ended at the dam, and you know that kind yeah. of Smallville stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all the seasons kind of run together after a while. We met those those characters in the last two seasons, right? Before, like, seasons four and five, I think, where, the, where we met those the other characters from that formed the Justice League. Right. Impulse was the first one. I think he was in season four. And then we got Aquaman and Cyborg in five. And then Green Arrow came along in season six. So they're all pretty new and had, you know, basically had one episode or several for Green Arrow, but most of them just had the one. What do you think of the the choice of the team? Is there anybody else you would have seen? Obviously, there wasn't Batman. Obviously, Batman and Wonder Woman weren't really available. But well, um, Green Arrow kind of filled parts of Batman's role. Mm-hmm. It seemed with me anyway. 
Uh, I don't know. Marshall Manhunter would have been good, but like they kept adding to the team as the years go on too. So I like like this was a good way to start, especially using all the characters that we were after seeing in the seasons past. Like I think I, I don't have any complaints with the lineup of the league. Maybe yeah, you could add one or two more characters, but like you said, it's a TV budget and there's only one episode thing. So. Yeah, and that's a great point too. That Green Arrow really is the Batman role in this this setup of their Justice League, and I think he does an, a really great job. And I think they they use his character really really well. And you know, it's still the the rich playboy who has this alter ego where he's going to save people. And uh, I really like the way they set up. Like you said, we couldn't use Wonder Woman or or Batman, but um, I'm I was pretty happy with this lineup, especially because. They were able to bring back those characters that they had introduced in the previous seasons. Yeah, I would have. If I had one complaint, I would say I would have been nice to see a female. Uh, but I went and double checked, and Black Canary didn't get introduced until season seven. There right. wasn't really anybody they could use other than you know Chloe helping in a Watchtower type of sense. I guess I just wish they had introduced another female earlier, so it, it could have been other something other than five dudes. Um, but this is a good choice with that and to go along with what you said this green arrow like the arrow green arrow is sort of a lot of people say batman in personality mm-hmm. uh which i kind of agree with but this mm-hmm. one is more batman story wise i guess in that he you know he's the funding he's sort of he was always propped up there right next to clark sort of as the opposite in the way that batman normally is and and um in terms of funding the league and, and helping start it yeah, like he would have been, Batman would have been used if Batman Begins wasn't, like, didn't come out, like, or wasn't in planning then. So, like, they just basically made Green Arrow into Batman role for, for, like, for Superman anyway, in terms of Superman. Like, right. He, like, it would be Batman doing, being that character if he wasn't, like, if he wasn't being used. And on that note, too, I'm pretty sure Flash, it called Impulse because they were developing a movie with Ryan Reynolds. As he was starting Flash, so he was called Impulse instead. Right. There was so like this time, obviously the the Christopher Nolan Batman films. This is right after, or Joss Whedon might have still been working on Wonder Woman, but they were working on a film for her, and they were working on a Flash film. I think this was around the time David Goyer was was working on a script for the Flash. So, yeah, that's kind of sort of the big some of the big guns there weren't available. Yeah, and obviously at that point they thought, well, we'll never make an Aquaman movie, so we can use him. Yeah, why would why would you ever make an Aquaman movie? That's never going to happen, right? <laughs> no, uh, Aquaman pilot. <laughs> <laughs> right. right that, <laughs> yeah, the Aquaman pilot was around this around this time too. Um, so we talked a little bit about Green Arrow. What do you guys think of of Alan Richin Richson as Arthur Curry, Aquaman? Uh, Aquaman. I kind of liked them. The color was nice, uh, and they did show some of the powers. Like I like the underwater speed. Like they do a lot with the limited amount of resources they have. They did cop out with his fighting though, because like he there was a room full of like at least twelve, ten guards maybe, and they just cut away when they come back. He just locks your door all back. <laughs> like oh yeah, and Victor Stone like he was complaining about his like. But his girlfriend leaving because he was more machine and man, I kind of would have liked to see a bit more machine. Like maybe like like he does with Cyborg Superman. Like maybe have the half plate, like tinfoil face. Yeah. yeah, he was like, "Oh no, I look, I'm such a cyborg." But I'm like, "Dude, you look like uh, regular." <laughs> dude. 
<laughs> yeah, and yeah. that's kind of the, the Smallville way. All of them, they all sort of have their own costumes, but they're other than Green Arrow, they're basically just uh, regular clothes that are in the color of their characters for the most part. Um, some are more advanced with others. And then obviously, you know, they, they just couldn't do much with Cyborg. They just had to give him the, the weird cyborgish shirt. Yeah. It's still cool to see him like interface with the computer and stuff. But yeah, obviously, I mean, on this budget, they have to kind of put it under the skin and not really show too much. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I do like that. The, I kind of like that they're sort of just normal clothes, not like some of them have better costumes, like you said, like Green Arrow, because he's more established. But it is, you know, this is the Justice League isn't a thing. And these people probably don't even they don't consider themselves heroes yet. They're just normal people other than the fact that they have some powers or cybernetics or whatnot. And they're just trying to figure out how to use those powers and how to help the world. And they haven't really formed themselves into any sort of league that goes after justice yet. Yeah, that's the um that's, that's the like, nice way to do <laughs> that's the in universe explanation for it. Exactly. <laughs> I think out out you know, outside of the show, I'm sure they were trying for, you know, more comic accurate costumes other than Clark. Uh but there's just only so much they could do. And I, I I I'm fine with that. I didn't I never really had a problem with that. Oh, I'm saying here I'm fine with it too. I just thought it was funny that Victor was complaining about his girlfriend leaving and kill you more cyborg. That's all I just thought they could have yeah. just left that out. Uh, in general but i still i like the color coordinating especially at the end when they walk out of the like i said that photo is that's just perfect yeah the explosion behind them that's pretty cool mm. cool guys don't look at explosions exactly no. in slow motion away from them i always think of that other guys movie with will ferrell and like yeah. he flips over it's like oh in pain <laughs> yeah uh so we talked about most of the team what about bart allen impulse Kyle Gallner in the role. What do you think of him, Travis? Oh, I love him actually, and uh, he's all about making Clark like enjoy his powers and have fun a bit, which I like. Really like to see Clark do every once in a while, and uh, his costume was, was probably the second like just behind Green Arrow for like like it was pretty close like to him, and always hitting on the ladies, always hitting on the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I really like this version of the Bart Allen character. Um, like you said, just kind of so rambunctious and kind of a troublemaker, but at the same time gets Clark to be a little less serious and to maybe not take himself so seriously. It's always it's always kind of cool, nice to see when Clark's maybe not the strongest, fastest or whatever. Whatever power he has, there's somebody else who maybe is better at that than him. And so it's always kind of fun to see him trying to chase bart and not being able to catch him right yeah and i think this bart allen sort of towed the line between being just a hair too unlikable and 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 you know what i mean in terms of almost pushing it too far but i think this one this version this episode they did a very good job of making him likable um it's still uh yeah it's it's good to see clark sort of loosen up a little bit and being around other heroes helped do that for him yeah and he finally learned a lesson like that teamwork is kind of like a good thing sometimes like use other heroes don't go it alone and kind of that's kind of what this episode was about for me anyway yeah teamwork makes the dream work oh that's that's cute (laughs) um yeah and that's that's a lesson he would have to learn again in future years but this was a good um a good use of it uh anything else from the episode that you guys really liked i know it's they i think they did the 
they sort of eliminated the two most powerful members early. We didn't get to see a bunch of the team together, but when it was, Clark was with Kryptonite and Bart was stuck in the, in the, I mean, what do you call that? Having to run so Lex could, uh, Lex could keep him prisoner in that, uh, cell where he had to run. Yeah, Lex got Bart with the, with trapped hoist, I think, two traps. Well, you had it, caught him in a trap and put him in a trap. And Clark, uh, the one thing that can defeat Superman, a door. <laughs> he just hauled him up and fell inside. It was quite hilarious. Like, when I thought about it. But, uh, I like Chloe a lot in this and Lex too, I must say. Like, Lex was like a little bit more towards like the Lex Luthor they would become. Like, just didn't care. Just, I want to get these guys right away. Like, no, trying to understand like the earlier seasons and suspecting Clark right away. That was cool too. Yeah. I really like the way too that they used Bart. Like you said, they kind of took him out of the the game early on, um, but it it is a believable motivation to bring the team together because up until this point, I think they've been kind of just working on their own, going around, you know, trying to find these thirty three point one facilities. But then one of their own gets captured, and they have to come together and work together. And so, it's a good way to kind of get this league together for the first time. I I agree with you there, and of course, Michael Rosenbaum. Uh, oh like you gosh. guys said, always great. I loved his ponytail line. That's yeah. <laughs> one of the best Lex Luthor lines from the series. Um, he just, just a lot of uh, He just says it. He just says it perfectly too. Like this, oh, he he was phenomenal, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I also. Did you guys catch any good Easter eggs in this? I know I heard a mention of Cordo Maltese. Uh, uh, I think there was a Gotham mention. Anything else? When Chloe was looking up uh, Bart's phone number. It was like Artemis Global Consortium. Uh, a subsidiary of JLA International. That's one of them. There you go. I did not see that one. Yeah. Then there's always just the kind of like really on the nose Smallville puns that you kind of love, like the fish jokes and, oh, this person looks like they're faster than a speeding bullet. Yeah. Or um, (laughs) Chloe telling Lois that green is definitely Oliver's color. Oh, yeah. That kind (laughs) of stuff. Yeah. I was surprised at the end when she said, when they were walking out, I really, like, I forgot about it too. I, I was assuming she was going to say, Clark, you have some super friends. Yeah. <laughs> but she just said amazing. I was like, oh, I, I actually thought back then I remembered you saying super. Oh, <laughs> She definitely does say super friends later in the series at least once. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't remember when it was, but she definitely that remember saying that. Yeah. <laughs> There's the, the two small things that like if you haven't watched this show in a while, like I haven't, that you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot that that Lois is with oliver at least at the beginning of the episode and then they break up at the end of the episode and that <laughs> lionel is helping clark and it's just those two things you're like oh man i need to go watch this series again because i <laughs> i i like remember it now but i need to see everything leading up to that yeah you're like how did i had this get here <laughs> right of, co- of course lois did date most of the justice league in this <laughs> that series, is true so. i'm pretty um, sure i made a note of that how many members <laughs> how many jl members is lois going to date <laughs> yeah so, uh, so this episode was written and directed by Stephen S. DeKnight, who's gone on to do some other stuff, like work on the Daredevil TV series. He's working on the, he's directing the Pacific Rim sequel. Uh, he has said in the last couple of years, he was actually developing for the CW sort of a proto Justice League, that sort, uh, series that would have sort of revolved around this concept of the, the Green Arrow working with other heroes and recruiting them and that kind of stuff. Uh, I guess I could guess your answer, but would you guys have liked to have seen that? 
Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Especially back then, like we were starved for shells back then. Like it was wasn't like it is now, where it's finding hard time just to get the seam off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would, I would have absolutely loved a show like that. Especially with Justin Hartley. Like I think he was just an absolutely fantastic Oliver Queen and Green Arrow, and so a show kind of centered around him and spending more time with him and just uh, him finding other heroes and they could have done so many obscure heroes that would have been a lot of fun you know some deep cuts in the comics and stuff but obviously it didn't happen but that's okay we've we have plenty of dc content now yeah and i I think it would have been great too seeing you know a lot of potential there recruiting sort of the lesser known heroes would have been fun i'm guessing it didn't happen partly because of budget how do you um balance and juggle that many heroes and also especially at that time. Also, kind of like we mentioned with Batman and Wonder Woman and Flash, this, this was 2007. That was the year the Justice League Mortal film was in development. Yep. So that probably would have been the final uh, nail in the coffin for this TV series to have taken off. Yeah, they weren't really big on having like multiple iterations of a character like back then. Like they're, getting, they're, losing, they're getting a bit... They're a lot better with that now than they used to be, but they, don't, they didn't like having like Batman on TV and Batman in movies. Nothing right. like that. Yeah, but any other thoughts on these episodes, guys? Uh, I just loved it. I thought it was fun, and if, if you're going to try to introduce anybody to Smallville, I think this is probably one of the episodes to start. Yeah, definitely. Just because, you know, all of these characters that we love coming together, and it's a really good story, a really easy-to-follow storyline. You don't really need to know a lot about what has happened before this in the series to still enjoy it, and you get to end the episode by walking away from an explosion behind you, which is <laughs> always a good way to end it. Yeah, and, and I agree with you there. It's not it's not a perfect episode, but we, we really only get the team together in sort of one action scene and mm-hmm. then sort of the barn scene at the end. Uh, but it's still a lot of fun to see them all together, and especially at that time, uh, to see something like this. And it was sort of the, the first live-action version for a lot of these characters. It, it was just a ton of fun and, and great to see them together. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, that's all we've got for today. Uh, thanks for listening. And if you want to find more from Travis, you can talk to him on Twitter at Travis underscore one five six. Thanks for having me again, guys. This is great. All right. Yeah, thank you. That's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and DCDailyDrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.